2: This is the main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, he is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the Ultimo Dragon to my Sonny Ono. He is Greg. What's up, Greg?
3: I don't know what to say. He doesn't speak English, I don't think.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I do it. I do all the talking for you, and while well, you just do all the cool moves in the back.
3: <laughs> Oddly enough, I think he speaks Japanese and Spanish. I yeah, think he speaks English.
2: From what I heard, he speaks like the bare minimum of English, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm sure somebody will correct me. Uh, well, well, actually, actually... Uh, I met him at an autograph signing, and he said two words to me that were in plain English. So you were wrong. <laughs> those I two even.
3: words were those two words f
2: off <laughs> they should be no they were get deodorant <laughs> no is that too far because um, i
3: don't think so would plans change be too uh, cliche <laughs> uh
2: well i don't know uh well plans did change for this one today and we'll we'll actually talk about it not on our end but the show itself because today we are going back to the spring of 1997. Spring is in the air, man. We're officially in April, and this is our very first ever spring stampede show that we've ever done. And I hate the spring. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do too. Because here in Ohio, I like the,
3: I like the cold. I'm sick of the heat. Uh, uh,
2: what's cold to you?
3: <laughs> mm, 60, 65. Oh, yeah, dude, well, it was I hate- 80 yesterday or 85 I mean, and it was hot as hell. I can't take this. I hate it.
2: Yeah, I hate uh,
3: the California the weather. People brag about weather. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I, great looking outside. I just hate walking in it and stuff.
2: Yeah, dude. it goes back and forth, uh, you know, with with that. But for for us out here in Ohio, I hate the spring because one day it's literally in the 20s or in the teens. And then the very next day, it'll be 70. So that's why I am always like just I can't breathe through the spring here in Ohio, but I'll never
3: come out there then during the spring.
2: Yeah, no, either the winter. So, you know, you know what to expect and you bundle up or the summer. Our summers are actually fairly decent, but
3: I've been there twice now with you. It was uh, February and September.
2: Yeah, it wasn't too bad in September. Yeah, I didn't realize until we started doing, you know, uh, or I started watching the show. I'm like, I don't think we ever did a spring stampede before. And no, this is our first one. I don't think there were many of them. No, there's a huge gap. Uh, This is the first one since 1994, actually. So there was like three years without a spring stampede or two years. I know it it was sorely missed. (laughs) But either way, but we'll uh, we'll talk about all that. There's actually not too much news to talk about, but some of the things it was, you know, a shakeup uh, post WrestleMania, uh, not in WWF, but just around the wrestling world and even in the MMA world. And MMA is actually going to open up our news on the other end of this break. But first. We're going to pause right quick to let you know that the Main Event Marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks, all one word for 15% off your order. And now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, it's news and notes time. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! Dot redbubble.com and bonfire dot com slash store slash main event marks.
4: Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Muddy 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUp Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports.
2: Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code Event. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code Event to save 10% at checkout. News and notes from... April of 1997. Uh, we're actually opening up, like I said, with MMA. And <laughs> this used to be a staple on the show where we've been always open up with death
3: or anything uh, sexual.
2: Yeah. Uh, I usually put like the obituary stuff at the beginning and there was a wrestler who died, but I know that I didn't know who he was. I guarantee you didn't know who he was. He was like a 1950s wrestler. Uh, the So I, you know, no offense to him or anybody. I'm sure he had fans. I just, we would have nothing to say about it. So why put it in the news? But uh, this is not a person who died, but a, rather a company. The MMA company Extreme Fighting Championships has basically been driven out of business by the government crackdowns on the sport. They just had a pay-per-view event and went out in style saying that the show was the best MMA event in America since the sport began. I'm sure. (laughs) Have you ever heard of extreme fighting championship? I've not. Should I have? I have no idea. I've never, like I said, I never heard of this. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm not a big MMA aficionado, but... Well, I've never heard of it, therefore it does not exist. Exactly. Yeah, uh, MMA is... uh, in a state of flux in 1997 obviously we talked about but is it like uh 2001 when ufc takes off really uh two three something like that yeah because i know in 2001 is where they were bought by dana white and the uh so past that i i i don't know when it when it was a like blew up either way uh sticking with the uh mma stuff here this one's kind of funny because of where it would go. Nobuhiko Takata's new shoot fight promotion in Japan will be called Kingdom and will feature worked UFC-style matches. That doesn't actually happen as it ends up becoming Pride. Uh, many former UWFI wrestlers have signed on to join the promotion. To this day, I, I think there's confusion and disagreement over how many and uh, which fights in Pride were worked and which were legit.
3: It was Pride. They all sucked.
2: <laughs> I've never watched a pride ma- uh, fight so I have no opinion on the matter I, but I, <laughs> I, I I did hear that especially towards the end the Yakuza got involved a lot so there were a lot of uh, questionable finishes and whatnot So, and I heard that was actually why they got shut down was because they just I uh, kept having to deal with the Yakuza, and it just wasn't working out. Shut it down! Wow, that's like the second thing. Is uh, if anybody watches the Dark Side of the Ring on uh, FMW, so Yakuza. it's funny you said that.
3: I was just thinking, like, is that the same thing?
2: Yeah, it's uh well, for, for people that don't know what the Yakuza was it, or is, it's uh the Japanese mafia. So
3: What's such thing, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, they got involved uh, with FMW. They got involved with um, Pride. There were rumors that they were involved in a couple other things involving, like, uh, Anton- Antonio Inoki and whatnot as well. But I-, I don't know about all that. I can't speculate. But, yeah, that's don't all. do deal
3: in rumor and innuendo.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all we deal in <laughs> here. Uh, especially when we can laugh at it. Uh this one, uh, who was I just talking about at the beginning of the show with uh, Sunny Ono? Eric Bischoff and Sonny Ono joined up or showed up, rather, at the New Japan Pro Wrestling show last week and did an angle where Masa Saito quit New Japan and joined the NWO. There's also reportedly plans for most of the NWO, including Hogan, Nash and Hall, if he's able to go to Japan for a New Japan Good. show at the Osaka Dome in May.
3: He's able. Was that was that Meltzer?
2: Uh well they're they're referring to his injury not anything else because <laughs> at this time forgive me I mean <laughs> yeah I have well, to understand
3: what I thought but
2: yeah he's well I mean that too so if he it is true he's got a lot going on at this time actually he's going through a, a, an ugly divorce and a couple other things so
3: oh, that's some good news
2: <laughs> yeah right. But well, uh, she yeah.
3: leg out of that bear trap.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, the NWA or NWA, the NWO angle rather to wrap this up is doing huge business in Japan. So that's why they're trying to bring over all the big stars and whatnot. So
3: they eventually get Masa, my hero, Chono.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. So they got Masahiro Chono, Masa, hero, Chono, Masa, my hero.
3: Can you get it right? Uh, please?
2: No, I'm good. (laughs) Who the hell would call him their hero? Eric Bischoff. Ugh.
3: He literally came up with that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And look, he was a huge star in Japan. All right, I get it. But good lord. He, uh, I don't, I I think you and I talked about this where it's like, I never saw Masahiro Chono match that made me go, oh wow, he's good. He
3: had uh, that rat tail and that Kind of mullet happening, and that was it.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that sweet, sweet mullet.
3: It was a lot of business, not a lot of party going on.
2: Yeah, unfortunately. But he did uh, look kind of like the Japanese Terminator in a way. So there's that, I guess. Or like, I don't know, Terminator crossed with Matrix. I don't even know what the hell he was going for, honestly. But uh, this one is... A death, and it's kind of sad, but it's nobody that you and I would know. It's oh, a student, cool.
3: I was hoping you were going to get us with one of the fun deaths.
2: <laughs> a student at the WCW power plant who wrestled under the name Sharky was murdered in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, this after an argument with another driver turned violent, and he was shot. The shooter turned himself in later. Jeez. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that just goes to show everybody. Like, you don't know what the other dude on the road is packing, or how crazy they are, or are not. Just let it. Just let it go, man. I've said it.
3: that a million times to people.
2: Yep. Yeah, because it's like you might not especially, actually get, but especially in this country, how easy it is to get a freaking gun. A uh, please. My, my <sighs> uncle used to carry a an airsoft gun under his. Like the front seat of his car to try to like you know intimidate people like if they came at him, but my dad pointed out he was like okay but what if they do pull a real firearm on you and all you have is that?
3: Oh, but I was just playing. This isn't real.
2: Yeah, right. It's like that's like that's just stupid. I I don't know. Like it's this is this kind of crap happens more than is even reported on. Somebody gets mad because you cut them off. And a fight starts, somebody pulls out a weapon, boom.
3: <laughs> look, and you might have to bleep this, but look, you're not a bitch if you walk away from a fight, okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, you're not. Yeah. You no, know, I'd oh, rather yeah. not deal with that crap.
2: Even in, even in fist yeah. fights nowadays, man, like if somebody's losing, they, they'll pull out a knife and, you know, finish it off that way. Pretty pathetic, but it happens. So, you know, maybe don't. Don't let it happen, you know? Maybe just uh, let people talk. Yep. You know? uh, not to get all PSA on everybody in the middle of the podcast here, but, you know, seriously. This oh, is, no, this
3: just, is something that needs to be said. Well, I like this in the world. People are idiots, man.
2: Yeah. So look, okay, if
3: so you're going to pull a gun and kill somebody. What the hell did you just solve?
2: Yep. And I mean, now you ended their life, and then you're going away for a long time, yeah. if not forever, so dumb.
3: Depending on the state, you may be dying too, so think about that. So, Yep.
2: yep. Stupid. But either way, uh, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff missed Nitro this past week because they were in Chicago for the premiere of Dennis Rodman's movie Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh man, that movie was brutal. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I never watched it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Okay, You've now heard of it. Don't well, watch yeah,
3: it, and you know it's a thing. There you go. God,
2: yeah, I know, right? Uh, before you,
3: I, you remember my episode of uh, Friends with the Birthing video? Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, should, I should warn you, before you watch it, don't watch it.
2: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <I've>, I'm honestly <laughs> curious, though. Uh, I, I didn't know that he was an actor. Uh, Rodman, this was like a, is like a it was
3: 1997 it was his big year. You know, the bulls are champions are about to be champions again. He's doing wrestling and mm-hmm. movies. I think he's married to Carmen Electra. This is his year. Dude. So this not surprise me.
2: Yeah. I just, I didn't know he, he did anything like that. I will say my favorite movie besides space jam, uh, with a, with a basketball player in it is definitely Shazam. I, I don't know if you've seen that one.
3: Space Jam 1 all day, but that was, oh, well, yeah. that was, fun. That was fun too, though. I Space mean, Jam 2 Sha- can rotten in hell. It's a pile of crap, but Space Jam 1 is a
2: classic. Yeah, I've never seen Space Jam 2, um, mostly because I just don't like LeBron. Like, for yeah, he's completely
3: when you love him.
2: Oh, ass! Yeah. No, he's from Akron. All right. Well, that's, that's close that's... enough. Yeah, it's it's the crap hole outside of Cleveland, which isn't all that great. In that's, like when someone,
3: that's like when someone's from Berkeley and they say they're from Oakland. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> yeah, well, he he gave <laughs> us the middle finger multiple times. He he lives in L.A. and has for a long time so they can have. Him. <sighs> I, all right. I'm coming down off my soapbox here. But yeah, um, either in my way.
3: head, NorCal and SoCal are two different states. So, yeah, they can have <laughs>
2: They basically are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from everything I've, I've never been out there, but from everything I've heard from everybody who lives in that area, yes, it is basically two different states. I was actually all
3: for that splitting of the state when they were thinking about it. <laughs> right.
2: Ah, uh, all right. Well, this is the longest story of the podcast. But before I get into it, <clears throat> this week in ECW,
3: if I may have another volley, sir.
2: If I may have another turd thrown in the punch bowl, sir.
3: Or a fish <sighs> thrown at a fan.
2: <laughs> oh my God. For uh, those of you who listened
3: to the last episode, I'm already telling TJ, we're covering that next year. Listen to that. God. I'm calling it right now.
2: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, TJ has
3: most and, of the booking, but I am insisting that we do this one.
2: Yeah, we're going <laughs> to, if I can find it, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> Uh, just, I just because i mean we got to talk about the stupidity by the way somebody quick, uh
3: before, before we even start man somebody i know you might be saying the same thing i'm about to say some guy said we had balls or something like that to cover this crap and yeah it's somewhat therapeutic when we cover the horrible ones <laughs> we're it's just laughing we're, right here i swear definitely. it's 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 fun and i, I get a release from it Right, I go through a I go through some stress right now, and this is really good. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds sick.
2: <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, we're referencing our uh, Destination uh, X two thousand seven pay per view or uh, pay per view review. So go check that out now. Now in the archives. Yes. Ah, but this one, <clears throat> uh, there are lots of rumors that Rob Van Dam may be leaving ECW for WCW. Recently, someone asked Rob Van Dam about his martial arts background, and Van Dam told them, quote, wait a few weeks and you'll hear about it from Mike Tanay, end quote. Uh, wow.
3: Well, his, I, I love Mike Tanay, but he's a freaking Marx. You might hear from him anyways. So.
2: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll be out there for five minutes, and <laughs> Tanay will run down his whole history from birth until now. Uh, but Sabu... Uh, or word is that Sabu has also sent out feelers to the WWF, hoping that they would bring him in. But word is that the WWF isn't all that interested due to Sabu's track record. I don't know what um, they're referencing here, but I assume he is well, known as hard uh, he, he of work kicked, with.
3: He got kicked out of WCW early on. Oh, they kicked him and, out. And they had, rem- they had said it on TV. I mem- if I remember correctly, I believe they said, uh, he has been banned from TNT because he is too extreme or too hardcore. Maybe they didn't use extreme; that'd be too much of a pun. But he's too hardcore or something, or too violent. But. Good lord! So yeah, that was real. So in the okay, first couple of, in the first couple of weeks of Nitro, I want to say.
2: Jeez, I, I could
3: be off on that, but he's definitely on there. Um,
2: I didn't even know about that. Wow. Okay. Well, either way. Um, <laughs> Sabu. Also, real quick,
3: that's only a couple of months prior to what we're talking about right here, too. I right, think about it. this is April. Yeah, 1997. Never mind, I'm in the wrong year. Never mind. No, it's, it was a while back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, Sabu is still under contract until ECW or with ECW until the end of the year, regardless. Overall, there's a lot of stress in ECW backstage, mostly because the pay per view is coming up and everyone's nervous. Uh yeah, I forgot this was their first pay per view, wasn't it? in 97
3: yeah which is funny they're nervous and yet dwe promoted the hell out of it
2: yeah right was it uh living dangerously or uh, barely legal barely legal okay yeah which, I, if I'm my correct, second it's guess the
3: only barely legal ever right is no, it no there i think there were there more of them, actually okay never mind there's a paper review oh. they did they only use one name once so i just don't remember what it is oh,
2: okay Uh, Plus, there are concerns over WCW being uh, interested in poaching their stars. After a recent show, Heyman gave a 75-minute speech to all the wrestlers that was basically a motivational, quote, let's all pull together as a group and make this succeed speech. Uh, He talked about Sabu sacrificing so much for the company, and it had Sabu in legit tears. WCW also has a show coming up in Philadelphia the night after the ECW pay-per-view, Heyman said that if anyone from the company goes to that WCW show, don't ever talk to him again, because any relationship they have, friend or business, would be gone forever, bro. Uh, he well, said sounds that it's
3: kind of childish, but OK. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. If you go to the other wrestling company's show, I will never speak to you again, sir.
3: Well, I can totally understand. Hey, don't go to the other show. I mean, you shouldn't. Right. But uh, you know, I'll never speak to you again. It sounds like a. Uh... You know, two kids who trade toys and something went bad. I won't talk to you ever again. You're not my friend anymore.
2: Yeah, don't. <laughs> if you talk to Johnny over there, then you know we're not friends. <laughs> yeah, stupid.
3: We heard but, you're talking to Stacy, and we don't like you anymore because we don't like Stacy. Stacy,
2: get all that. <laughs> basically. Uh, He said that if anyone wants to leave ECW, to tell him now, and he'd get them a meeting with Vince McMahon, or he'd release them from their contract and let them negotiate with WCW. Van Dam was the only person to tell Heyman that he was considering the WCW offer, and that he would at least be staying with ECW through June.
3: Well, this is a man about
2: it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was ever really quiet about wanting to get out of ECW, but then again, I don't think he made a real play for it, because... I can almost guarantee WWF would have taken him if he really wanted to make the jump.
3: Oh, he did appear on Raw multiple times, don't forget.
2: Yeah, that's why he started calling himself Mr. Monday Night. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, he did wrestle in all three companies because uh, he w- he was like a jobber. Was it Robbie V? Robbie V, yes. Yeah, wearing a gi and all that stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. but Out of a stretch, uh, isn't it? <laughs> right well uh was it raven popped up in 97 was it the end of 97 wcw
3: uh, i want to say it was like september august september something like that
2: okay yeah so raven wasn't gonna be hanging around here for long i mean he'd be back but yeah yeah how uh,
3: about that he'd be back after paul telling people don't i'll never talk to you again Except for Johnny Polo, though. We'll bring him back.
2: Yeah, it's like, I will never speak to you again, sir, unless I think you can make me money. Anyway, speaking of making money. on 101. Yep. Uh, Speaking of making money, ECW made a ton of money on merchandise and ran three shows over the weekend. It said that they have made the most money ECW has ever brought in on a single weekend. On a side note. So what, like 50 bucks instead of 20? (laughs) yeah I was thinking that it's like so did you mark the price of shirts up from like ten to fifteen?
3: <laughs> oh man yeah I need some heats ah, actually <laughs> wow,
2: uh well, this will get you uh, on a side note before one of the shows in Pittsburgh, they frisked fans for for weapons. they ended up finding a ton of people try trying to bring knives into the building and they ended up confiscating them. Go figure. I'm not even slightly shocked. Wait a minute. Pen- uh, f- wrestling fans in Pennsylvania might get violent and bring in weapons. Like, tell me another one.
3: Now, I wouldn't have chosen Pittsburgh as my first choice, probably with my second.
2: But, you know, yeah. whatever. Look, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. Like, Cleveland doesn't really care about Philadelphia, you know, that much. Like... Obviously, our rivals are Pittsburgh, but man, every time like the Eagles or the Phillies or something comes to town, there's always fights breaking out in the stands every time. And I've heard other teams talk about that, too. They said every time the Philly team comes to town, there was fights. Like, is that just a thing? Give gimmick, bro. Yeah, right. I was like, hey, the worst the Bills Mafia will do is just beat up inanimate objects or themselves. So there's uh, that all day. Yeah, right. Uh, Sticking with the ECW stuff, I got two more stories here. Chris Candido suffered a partial bicep tear and may need surgery that will keep him out of action for a while. He actually only ended up missing about a month. Uh, Sandman also suffered three cracked ribs, but is still expected to work the pay-per-view. Oh, thank God. Yeah, well, you know, if somebody's going to have their performance hindered by an injury, it's got to be Sandman, right? (laughs) We don't want him, uh,
3: you know, below par.
2: Yeah, right. I don't think I've ever seen him at par.
3: (laughs) Yes, you have. That's the problem.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, you know, why don't they just liquor him up? It's not like he's going to feel anything. Good. Good Lord. Smash a
3: cans on his head. Never drew a dime.
2: Wow. Uh, last ECW thing I have here is just, wow. Uh, not shocking, but wow. Missy Hyatt was on the Howard Stern Easter special this week.
3: Not uh, even shocked where this is going.
2: Yeah, she was in a segment where Stern finger-painted her boobs. That's lovely. Yeah, that's... um. Was this a radio show, or was he on TV at this point, or uh, some kind of video?
3: I think point? he was, uh, it was always radio, and they had a video on,
2: if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, how did, like, they would do the stuff that would require visuals, and it's like, you're on radio. Like, I, I don't know. I always thought it was stupid, and I never got it. Anyway... Uh, Last couple stories I got here. Fake Diesel and Fake Razor are still working under those gimmicks at AAA shows in Mexico. WWF, however, is pretty much done with them. (laughs) You don't say. How do they get away with that? Uh, Well, WWF sent them down there. They're still under WWF contract. Oh, okay.
3: I thought they were just doing it.
2: No, no. They they sent them that because they had a um, working relationship with AAA at this time still, but yeah
3: we're in april and fake diesel is about to take a drastic turn
2: <laughs> you don't say <laughs> unfortunately for uh, rick bogner uh he you know fake razor there he didn't really do anything else i think he went to japan for a little while as big titan and had a few things but uh, i don't know uh last story i have here is just ridiculous USWA. Oh, is
3: reported- wow! I didn't know the rest of this was good. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, USWA is reportedly only doing about ten thousand dollars per week in total business, and a lot of people feel that the promotion is on its dying last legs. You don't say. USWA, by the way, is the Memphis territory still kind of trying to hang on at this point? And uh, also, they are trying to get Jerry Waller's girlfriend Stacy over as a Sonny type character. Yeah, how would that work out? Speaking of people Cost who, his uh, job? yeah, right, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, people who needed to get out of a terrible marriage, there you go. But all right, that does it for. news and notes i told you there wasn't a lot of huge news here but there was some interesting stuff uh oddly enough out of ecw this week we're gonna take our next break give
3: me some good news going into the very first pay-per-view but nope
2: yep no it's all
3: people still give me crap about why i give crap to that company
2: we're going into our first pay-per-view and everybody still wants to quit (laughs) it's pretty sad but anyway We're going to take our next break here. When we come back, it's WCW Spring Stampede. Uh uh Right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
4: This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might wanna come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me, let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks because They are the cream of the crop, oh yeah.
2: Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's WCW Spring Stampede 1997. It took place on April 6th, 1997. The tagline. Get ready for this one. These men do solemnly swear to kick, fight, punch, stomp, and flatten anybody who gets in their way.
3: Man, that's a winded uh, tagline.
2: That took up the whole VHS
3: box. (laughs)
2: And there's still Uh, a couple
3: of dots on the end.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, The venue was the Tupelo Coliseum in Tupelo, uh, Mississippi.
3: Yeah, because this what thing I keeps thought, like, whiter I'm like they go to mississippi first of all i mean i don't have a punchline here but you go to mississippi and the city you pick is tupelo now again i don't know mississippi off the top of my head so i couldn't even tell you what the capital is unless tupelo is their capital i don't know but
2: yeah uh, tupelo had tupelo. a lot of wrestling history in it so maybe that's why like maybe that is a big city down there because i've heard of a lot of stuff like if you go back to like uh wrestling history like the memphis territory used to go there a lot back when they were Uh, popular so
3: any chance that's where old miss is i'm actually being serious uh
2: you know what i i don't know off the top of my head um i don't pay too much attention to them actually isn't that where brett farr went to school i want to say yes uh they're in oxford mississippi yes there's an oxford mississippi okay yeah. So, okay,
3: I, I guess, you know, Spring Stampede live from Tupelo, Mississippi sounds better than live from Oxford, Mississippi.
2: I don't know, does it? <laughs> right. I guess, I don't know. How did they miss the chance to have a Tupelo concession stand brawl though? I mean, not that I wanted one. Right. I just I figured they would have went with it cuz they were going super Southern white on this one. <laughs> which kind of shocks me because they're in the NWO era and uh, Bischoff was always heavy on oh I didn't want to be a, uh, you know, a regional southern wrestling company and whatever so you do this alright but the attendance was 8,356 and the pay-per-view buy rate wasn't fantastic but it was a point fifty-eight. I watched I this mean, live well I will say I can't I blame anybody pay for, for it look- <laughs> I didn't scrambler box at your neighbor's house i
3: didn't do it not me
2: yep uh, but, uh. Uh, i mean i can't blame anybody for looking at this card and being like eh, maybe i'll save my money i didn't there were a couple good things on here Looks gonna be deceiving. yeah that is true we found that out quite a few times but this is like i said the first spring stampede since 1994 this event is played up as having three main events by the way Scott Hall is injured, so Kevin Nash has to chew. Well, or, Kevin Nash has to wrestle alone against the Steiner Brothers tonight. Uncle Dave calls WCW reprehensible for the fact that they knew weeks ago that Scott Hall would not be there, but continued to advertise him for the show. Even during the pre-show, they teased that Hall and Nash would be defending the titles.
3: Well, I mean, parts of the teams, right?
2: Yeah. There's something to be said for it. It's like, okay, if you know well enough in advance somebody's not gonna be there. Maybe don't advertise them like they are gonna be there. But I don't know. maybe they were holding out hope. So really don't and maybe maybe they were hoping he'd come in and at least make a, an appearance. i I don't know. but this uh, first match was Ultimo Dragon with Sonny Ono in his corner, taking on Ray Mysterio Jr. in about fifteen minutes. In the middle of this match we go to a split screen where Lee Marshall's in the back trying to get a great interview with Kevin Nash
1: Aha, uh, I see you
2: <laughs> yeah right uh six opens Nash's locker room door instead glares at Lee and then closes the door uh in the end okay as-
3: I'm not trying to be weird but she's a little bit like what the f- are they doing in there
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Hey, two inches
3: on. I don't judge, but like that's the way it looked.
2: He's like, he's like, go away, Lee, I'm
3: oiling his packs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Johnny East is there at this time, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, in the end, Mysterio hits a springboard hurricane rana into a pin for the win. Uncle Dave gave this four and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. Let's say you.
3: I gave it four. was excellent. Really
2: yeah, every time these two locked up, it was great.
3: I do like how Mike Tanae, by the way, had like a breakdown. Oh, they, they fought last year. Was it uh, World War III? I think he hmm. said Hog Wild,
2: Not in that order. And this is the pay-per-view yeah, rubber right. match. So, yeah, that was, pretty, that was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. And obviously, Rey Mysterio I would mean, go to be a 97, international star.
3: 97 with these two. Come on. Oh, an idiot. Yeah. If you do think this is going to be like good out of the gate, it gets three stars on paper already.
2: Rey Mysterio opening a pay per view is just like Chef's kiss. Good. Like I don't think yeah. he's ever had a bad show opener ever. Like Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, right. Which is weird to say, but you know, very true. You know, guy. You I mind? Know, I did
3: say Johnny B. Bad, and not
2: say Mark Mera. I want to point that you, out. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> that is a big distinction. Yes. <laughs> Because Mark Marrow certainly did have some bad ones. Uh, we go backstage now with Lee Marshall knocking on Nash's door again. Six answers again, but Marshall demands to see Nash. Scott Steiner then runs up and security holds him back from assaulting Nash and Six. They can't hold him back. Steiner swings and hits a cop and they pepper spray him, take him down and handcuff him. And then they announce later that he's been arrested. So, you I also want to point
3: out up. nobody, you didn't either. Nobody pointed out that Nash spat on him first to make him do that.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that's right.
3: Everyone missed that or something, but.
2: They did point it out on commentary because they're like, oh, he spit on him.
3: I didn't catch them say that. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I just, I forgot to put it in my notes, but yeah, because they were like, oh, yeah, and Nash egged it on. He spit at him. I think, I think Heenan pointed it out, actually. It's uh, funny
3: watching Heenan in the
2: defending the face. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. The NWO was the only time he ever did that.
3: Except for that but one we... time where he joined her for like five minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. We now go to Akira Hokuto with Sonny Ono in his in her corner. and Sonny's working hard tonight, man. Uh, she's defending the WCW Ladies World Championship against Medusa in uh, five minutes, 14 seconds. I thought it was funny that Ono was taking selfies with Hokuto on the way to the ring.
3: i I'm made like, this in my notes. I'm like, did he invent the selfie?
2: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like holding up it, and it looked like an iPhone, the shape of the camera. Yeah. I'm right. like, I had to remind myself. I'm like, wait a minute, this is 1997. What's going on here? Uh, but. Is it way. in this match, by the way, where they're promoting WCW which is funny.
3: Cause like, you know, like it's a brand-new I... thing? Okay. Yeah. I forgot. To, I, I remember they... I, I remembered it mentally. I just forgot to write it down. But I was like, wow, they're talking about the internet. It's still brand-new. Like yeah, Al Gore right. just made it. <laughs> Good Lord.
2: Not in the archives, um, by the way, on YouTube. Go look at that. Go yeah, yeah. yeah, go check out uh, where we talk about uh, Al Gore inventing <laughs> internet porn. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say, uh, when they announced, uh, did you think it was weird that it was com?
3: I did, but then I started thinking about, like, maybe they there was already a wcw.com, like, uh, Women Crush Wednesday. I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, they could have made because it, like—
3: when you see both. that on Twitter nowadays, it's not me, World Championship Wrestling.
2: But I right. don't know if yeah. they had
3: that back then. So,
2: I, I don't know. In my opinion, they should have named it, like, WC Wrestling.com. Like that would have made that more sense, open. but yeah, I don't know. It's a, but it's kind of like ATM machine, like that. That's what the M stands for. But either way, I'm picking at something that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sunny Ono gets involved a few times, choking Medusa on the bottom rope. When Ono distracts the ref one time, Medusa picks up Hokuto for a power bomb, and Luna Vashon runs in, kicking Medusa in the back of the knee. Hokuto sits on Medusa's chest for the pin. Uh, uh, Uncle Dave gave this two and a half stars. I gave it two. What's a you?
3: I gave it two. Uh, it was not bad, actually. A lot better than I thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, uh, Akira Hokuto is pretty good. Um, or Well, she's even though really I had good. never heard of her until now. <laughs> I think was that the one that they were talking about in uh, uh, when they went to Korea? It was her and the guy, I can't remember his name now. It was the Power Warrior. Good Lord. It was the guy that was a Power Warrior. I can't think of his name. Uh, But I think it was those two that they said you could hear them throughout the entire hotel having very loud intercourse. (laughs) And everybody was like, what the hell is going on? And they said that, that... yeah, they said that that we, and it was like that for like a week and it freaked everybody out. They're like, uh, and then after that, Good they for him, up, yeah, right. They <laughs> ended up going back to Japan and getting married after that, I guess. Everybody was like, shocker.
3: It is kind of That's, shocking. When you hear something like that, you usually think it's a wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. So we give him some credit for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it is cool. But uh, it Well, the weird part about it is they had a love story in North Korea. <laughs> Like, because apparently they'd never met before. Well, somebody's got to have one. Yeah, right. I mean, you've seen that place. I almost said you've been there. You, yeah, you know that yeah. place. You've seen the stuff about that place, though. Yeah, I've, I've seen the interview. Uh, hey, I, hey, I, I know what you're talking about. I saw the interview with Seth Rogen. Right. <laughs> so
3: anyway. Oh, anyway. man. Uh, I still think yeah. that was all publicity stunt, but it was great. Yeah, right. I loved it. I don't yep, care what anyone like, says.
2: It was I stupid like the as guy, hell, but I loved it. I like the guy that got <laughs> to play Kim Jong Un. He's he's a good guy. Randall Park, I think, <laughs> or as uh, fans of The Office may know him, uh, the uh, you know fake Jim. But anyway, because Bobby Lee was busy that week. Sorry. <laughs> good lord. This. Is that uh,
3: him? Really, you don't think so?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh.
3: Part of that, what I said, was trying to be funny. Part of me, I was very serious. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's busy smoking weed and doing his own podcast now.
3: <laughs> Still hilarious as uh, hell. I miss Matt TV. Gotta... Anyways, go on.
2: <laughs> Did I completely, like, I completely missed this in 1997 where Luna Vachon was in WCW? I don't remember okay, so that. That's on at my all. note
3: right here. I think it's funny. She's on her way out to go be with the artist formerly known as Goldust very soon. Really? So she does not last very long. I believe that whole thing happens uh, not us get negative, but right after Brian Pillman passes, they squash the whole thing with Marlena and him and oh, Goldust geez. turns on her. That's when Luna comes in. I, I want to say it's around November. Oh, so She's not there much longer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Was this her debut or had she been there for a I while? I couldn't
3: tell you. I, I feel like she'd been there because the way they reacted was like, oh my god, what is she doing here? That's what I'm yeah. going
2: off of. So, yeah. Right. They were like, oh, that's Luna Vachon. That's why I was like, is this her debut? And then, you know, like you said, she's gone by the end of the year. So, 90, like what, six months, maybe? She came in to work a program with Medusa and then left? I don't know. It's
3: funny, uh, and I'm not crapping on her. It sucks that she's passed, but everyone's like, well, she never got a fair shake here or there. I mean,
2: look, she sure did get fired a lot or let go, whatever. Right. Um, something to be said. Yeah, yeah. I think if you listen, watch her Dark Side of the Ring episode, another plug for them, I think they said she had a lot of she was on a lot of meds because she had a lot of mental issues, and chemical imbalances and, that sucks. and whatnot. Yeah, so, but- yeah it, I mean, that stuff is really hard to Ah. Uh, to take care of. And she was self-medicating on top of it, I guess. So that's not good. Uh, Transitioning from that to something else. It was, uh, I don't know. You, you always say, well, he wasn't that bad, but it's Prince Iakea (laughs) defending the WCW world television title against Sir Steven Regal in 10 minutes. These two go back and forth like actual wrestling.
3: I just to go point ahead. out, yes, I do say that. And if this match doesn't prove that I'm right.
2: Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a barn burner, but it's not, it's not bad. But uh, they go back and forth with actual, like, chain wrestling and stuff. Regal is freaking awesome. He actually did a kip up in this match, which I was like, whoa. So in my notes, in the, I'm like, what the hell? Did Regal do a kip up? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, in the end, Regal tries to do a roll-up. Aya sits on Regal's shoulders, hooks the leg, hooks the leg, and he gets the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half, as did I. What say you?
3: I gave it two. I really like this.
2: Yeah, I thought it was mm, below average, but, I mean, it was, then again.
3: Look, I think I pure I wrestling wise this may be the best pure wrestling match of the night. Now, there's certainly, certainly far matches that are better, but mm-hmm. Regal's just that good.
2: Oh, yeah, I know he's in part of it is his own fault because he couldn't stay clean. But yeah, I mean, Regal was one of the best, like actual wrestlers of his time, I think. And he never got like heavily featured in like a top program until that King of the Ring run he had. And then I guess he messed that up, too, by doing. Was was it Royds that he got popped for? I don't think he ever did Roy. I don't know, but I feel like it was
3: always like. Cocaine or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm just guessing. But
2: I I don't think he was ever big enough to be on roids. Well, that was the thing that everybody else was saying because he got because I. It was like a big like. I think that was the same one where Mr. Kennedy got popped and a couple other people. And everybody's first reaction Um, was like Regal's on roids. Like you know it doesn't look like it. Thinking
3: back now, you might be right, and I'll tell you why I think so because. Do you remember randomly where he started wearing a full-body singlet?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: I want to say that's when he was coming off of it. You may be right. Maybe bloated up or something.
2: Okay, I thought he just started doing that because he was getting older and he was, you know, a lot of because yeah, when he cause he he, cause he,
3: cause he eventually stopped. He lost it and started doing it. Started like going shirtless again
2: with just a tight. So, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But that sounds. That sounds right. Yeah. I, I totally believe he's that.
3: alive and healthy, and he did not almost die this year, quote, like some dumbasses <laughs> on the internet say. By the way, uh,
2: uh, okay. Uh, well, actually, Greg, I read in a uh, certain article by a certain somebody that you know he's, he uh, has inside information from a certain rooster that you know he almost died this year. <laughs> <laughs> Sound about right. I
3: think, I think <laughs> Regal himself said he's almost died like twenty thousand times. This year is not one of them.
2: Right. So, Jim Ross said he was so high when he showed up for his WWF interview that he literally fell asleep in the meeting, like in the middle of talking. So he's he's had a lot of health issues, uh, some of them caused by himself. And then he's also had a lot of bad luck, like when they did a tour of India or Africa. Yeah, or something like that. I heard
3: the, I heard the Jericho podcast. And that is when he literally almost died. Not right. this year, idiots.
2: Um, yeah. Big difference. But after this match, Regal jumps Ayakea. He fights back, but Regal goes there, gets the upper hand. He nails Ayakea in the back with his TV title and then locks in the Regal stretch before the ref pulls him off.
3: We now go it to... look like me. he was so uneasy doing that, by the way. Did you catch that? To Regal? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Like,
3: he didn't uh, want to. He couldn't grip it. Something was going on.
2: Yeah. He was like, whatever. He's, he's Gosh, he's slippery. I can't get a hold of him.
3: God. <laughs> what the hell?
2: <laughs> I don't know. We now go back to me, Gene Urkelin, on the stage, plugging the WCW hotline. He brings out nature boy, Ric Flair, oh, for an interview. Oh, pause real
3: quick, pause real quick. Do you know who the hell he was talking about with this click?
2: No, I, I just was like I
3: was. I'm thinking Macho Man, like thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, who the hell are he you talking about?
2: Yeah, because it's I, it's not the Horseman because he brings out Flair to talk about the Horseman, and he talks about a quote new click coming in. It's
3: not the actual click, um,
2: right? I, I mean, unless he was, you know, full of crap, because <laughs> the WCW Hotline tended to, uh, you know, not give factual information.
3: So. I. Don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm Team sorry. Gene please. always gave the best news, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Those, those hotlines were always on the up and up, and they were always legit. <laughs> <laughs> mean Gene, Mark Madden, and JR never, ever once filled us full of crap and blew smoke up our asses. Never. I'm, I'm sorry. I take that back.
3: Mark Madden but. still does to this day.
2: <laughs> you don't say uh, if he didn't, he wouldn't be Mark Madden. But anyway, Ric Flair comes Steelers. out for him.
4: Sorry, I, I second that. <laughs>
2: uh, but Ric Flair comes out for an interview. He says that Arn Anderson will be back soon. Kevin Green is coming to team with the Horseman soon. And Flair is gunning for Hollywood Hogan. Oh, yeah. Th- well, this is going back in time a little bit. So this is only this would only be match number mm, two, 2,000 instead of 5,000
3: 600, 638 I think
2: oh okay well, yep, you're, so come
3: I... on you're overdoing it put so much number on it
2: <laughs> Oh yeah T- take one of them zeros off the end all right like calm down
3: uh, I do want to point out by the way you mentioned that the Carolina Panthers released Kevin Green um and I was watching it, I was watching this back with my buddy and uh, he goes wait they do they release him or sign a release that he can wrestle and I look it up this is the year when they released him when he went to the 49ers Wow. Yeah. Nice. You released Kevin Green. I. I okay. Was he it really linebacker? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's in the Hall of Fame. And second, he, I oh. think he helped. He might still this day. I don't know. He was a linebacker with the most sacks. So. Oh, damn. I, so I don't. have probably been broken by now, but. I
2: don't know. Man, that'd be a cap reason, I guess. Yeah, it's the only thing I can but think of. Either that or the Reich's, Panthers. was really stupid.
3: Well, well, look at their history. Uh, <laughs> they are still seven years away from making a Super Bowl, but. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he wasn't going to be without a job for more than two breaths, right? <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, either way, uh, speaking of zeros and not being smart, we now go to this match i'm kidding i don't want to insult these guys because two out of four of them are passed away one of them is not in good health conditions so i'm so tired of having to
3: put a disclaimer on this but we're not making fun of the guy
2: yeah right uh, yeah yeah
3: we're not i don't know why f- we gotta i don't know why we always gotta point that out who are you talking yeah, bad about That's nothing to do with the human being that i want to show
2: Right. Yeah, we're not talking. We're not talking crap about a dead person on a personal level. All right. If we say we don't like someone, we're not talking about them. We're talking. I shouldn't have to point out we don't like them in the ring or we didn't like their character or something like that. Like, for God's sake,
3: no, two of these weren't characters, I, I believe. But
2: <laughs> right. Uh But either way, uh, it's the public enemy of Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge versus Jeff Jarrett and Steve Mongo McMichael with Queen Deborah. This went almost 11 minutes. Ten minutes too long. Uh, Every single public enemy match has to have a split screen. Did you notice that? I did. Like, why? Why?
4: Why do we have to know? Because if there's one
3: tag team in the world who I want to see both of them at the exact same time
2: all the time,
3: it's these two. (laughs)
2: Yeah, right. Must see tag team, Greg. <laughs> God oh, man.
3: But oh, by the tries- way, uh go real quick, going back to the beginning of our show, to you guys who also left ECW, want to point that out, like kind of recently to go here. Yeah,
2: yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> uh but Either way, uh, Grunge tries to dive on Jarrett through a table. Jarrett moves, and Grunge goes through the table. So for once, a WCW table does the job.
3: Yeah, this That's is the one uh, and only.
2: Yeah. Don't right. get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But uh, then after that... I like how Tony Khan's uh,
3: keeping that alive, by the way, nowadays. Every are...
2: single show
3: must have a table.
2: Oh, Yeah. That's true. <laughs> At least these ones break easier. but, yeah, but then uh, they the, put
3: the exact same thing back together and do it again. <laughs> Ugh, noise the hell out of me. Just get a new table. <laughs>
2: uh, behind the referee's back, uh, Jarrett locks Grunge in a figure four. Rocco gets on the bottom rope and jumps off to slam Mongo's Halliburton into Jarrett's head. Uh, Johnny Grunge then, I guess, kind of, Pins Jeff Jarrett with his legs for the win. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncle Dave gave this a quarter of a star. I gave it one. Let's say you.
3: I don't want to agree with that idiot, but yeah, it sucked. One star.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mongo wasn't good. The public enemy was not good. Jarrett was serviceable, but he can't carry three other dudes. So yeah this was what it was man this was you know, on
3: pay-per-view by the way this is a pay-per-view
2: folks yeah this you really should have been, for this <laughs> this should have been nitro exclusive and that is it either way uh we now go backstage with me and gene Okerlin. get yourself ready for this man <laughs> This is at the point of the show where I'm like, oh, my God, it's that show. Uh, yes. He calls up the Harlem. Oh,
3: sorry. Sorry. Off topic. or oh, I know it's off topic. Earlier, you sent me the damn video. I think I watched it 12 times laughing.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I found the uh, I was watching an uncensored version of this where it wasn't like dubbed over on the, yeah. on the peacock or anything. So I saw it. But Mean Gene calls up Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. Sherry says that they're ready for Lex Luger and the giant tonight. Booker T is up next and he drops. the now infamous line of after we take Lex Luger, and the giant, we want the gold sucker." Hulk Hogan, we come up for you. And then he calls him the N word. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, man. my
3: okay. gosh. It's funny as hell because you can go back and watch him. He clearly covers his mouth, lowers his head.
2: And he's like, yeah. what the hell did I just do? And oh, he man. and he's thinking, I think he did. He talked about this where he was like, I'm fired, aren't I? <laughs> and <laughs> and you can see, like, because Cherry knows what's going up because she's smiling extra big and she's patting him and she keeps mouthing. It's OK. It's OK. <laughs> like, if go back and watch it, uh, I think if I remember correctly, Eric Bischoff said he didn't really care about this at all. Like he didn't think about it. He was kind of like, oh, wow. But that was about it said nobody called for booker's head nobody wanted him gone it was like all right just don't do it again and you know whatever say <sighs> so there's something to be said for you know not being a terrible employee
3: yeah but i did see an interview real quick with eric bischoff about this whole thing mm-hmm. and i guess hogan went up to him afterward uh and man, this is kind of age poorly right and said to him <laughs> Uh, because they booked that was fired and I guess Hogan told him, Don't worry, Book, I'm I'm a good N-word.
4: Mother and, of God.
3: And I'm not cleaning that up by the way. He literally said, I'm a good N-word.
2: Uh, what <laughs> <the hell>. <laughs> well, at least like, he what? said at least he said N-word. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's um something. I don't even know how to respond um. to that. I think Booker laughed about it too. <laughs>
3: Um, I'm not making, but, like, excuses about it, but, like, you know, I, I, I have black friends, and they sometimes just drop the word casually when talking to people. It's, right. I, you know, I'm not telling anyone how to speak. I'm just saying it happens. So,
2: hey, Booker, uh, uh, Booker talked about it. He was, like, we said that all the he He was from the hood of Houston. They grew up saying that, like, using it like a comma, basically. You know, it is what it is. So he had to train hey, himself I, not I, to say I, it
3: I'd be hypocritical to say something about it because I'm all about freedom of speech. So, hey, whatever. I'm not going to say it.
2: You know, I wouldn't <laughs> oh, think of it, no. but like I'm just saying, you know, you, yeah, I, you know, Who yeah, do you. I enjoy living, right. so I'm not going to say yeah, that. Right. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> I mean, think it's nice to say at all, period. But yeah. Well, period. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Up next, we've got Dean Malenko defending the United States heavyweight title against Chris Benoit with woman in his corner. This one went just shy of 18 minutes. Jacqueline Moore comes to the ring at one point and starts beating up woman. Jimmy Hart then runs out and steals the U.S. title. Eddie Guerrero then runs out with his arm in a sling to stop Jimmy from leaving with the belt. Malenko and Benoit start fighting out. (laughs) Right. Uh, Ben Malenko and Benoit start fighting outside of the ring and the ref gets distracted and Arn Anderson runs down to take out Malenko. They're back in the ring now when Kevin Sullivan runs out with a kendo stick and blasts Benoit in the back of the head and knocks him colder than a banker's heart. Uh, Malenko shoves Sullivan into Guerrero off the apron and the ref just throws a match out, as did I at this point. I was like, what is going on? Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half because just so much bullcrap going on. Let's say you.
3: I gave it two, mainly because I was pissed that we know this could have been a five star match.
2: Yeah, this uh, we talked about this before. This is reserved for people who aren't that good or you don't think are going to match up that well. This could have been an amazing match. (sighs) This could have been the match of the year. I know. And we've got these two, just like like 500 people running out for this one. Like, my gosh, this was goofy. But after the match, everyone puts the U.S. title on Eddie Guerrero and leads him to the back. He looks like he's being held against his will. I don't know what the hell is going on here, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, he's Malen- very
3: close to uh, turning heel, I believe.
2: Yeah. Well, Malenko pats Benoit on the shoulder and says something that I couldn't make out. Uh, apparently, he said something. We're both going
3: to be four horsemen soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or I'll be one, too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, apparently, he said something about he. But I I don't know. The commentators keep talking about it. they're like, who's he? I'm like, I, OK. I, I couldn't even
3: tell this one anymore. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So
2: right. Yeah. If anybody can give us a heads up on what the hell's going on here, including, you know, who that click is that's coming in. That'd be great.
3: My All only right. guess would be later in the year,
2: we eventually get Raven's flock. And that can't be that. No, so, that's, yeah, that's too, too far off for that one. Uh, but uh, this next one is Kevin Nash with six, Ted DiBiase and Nick Patrick in his corner. Well, Nick Patrick's a ref, but he comes out with him. Uh, he's defending. the only way the Nash
3: would wrestle this match, by the way. got to point that out.
2: Right. Uh, he's defending the WCW World Tag Team titles against Rick Steiner in a one-on-one match. This went about 10 and a half minutes. I think this is the first time ever that the tag titles were decided in a one-on-one match.
3: Mm. Uh, yeah, it was the first time ever. Oddly enough, it would happen again uh, the next year with the Giant
2: and Sting. Really? Technically. Uh,
3: I mean, the winner got both titles and it's a
2: their partner, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, same they premise. Did stuff like, they did stuff like that a few times in WCW, if I remember correctly. And then they carried it over to TNA, used to do stuff like that too. Oh. But Nash is still dyeing his hair black like diesel at this point. Uh, Six gets involved behind referee Nick Patrick's back. Rick Steiner kicks out of a jackknife powerbomb. Nash grabs the rope after a Steiner bulldog. Six removes a turnbuckle pad and Nash hits snake eyes on Rick right in front or right onto the steel turnbuckle. Ted DiBiase tries to tell Nash that he's doing too much and Nash goes off on him. Ted finally just leaves in frustration as Nash repeatedly hits snake eyes on Steiner into the exposed steel turnbuckle. He finally hits a jackknife powerbomb and pins him. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a half. I gave it a star. What say you?
3: All-star.
2: Yeah. I realize this was supposed to... It, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be a match, but but now I see why Ted DiBiase shows up shortly after this as the manager for the Steiners.
3: Not, because like, of, shortly yeah. after. I think it happens the night of the 100th Nitro, which we're going to be covering, I believe. I believe that's the night it happens. Oh, okay. So it's pretty yeah, far off, know. actually.
2: Oh, did they? So, do they explain from here on, like why he's doing this? Is is it just because he's BFF for them? Don't
3: remember. Honestly,
2: man, it's been, we don't re- like this whole time in WCW is like a blur to us. I guess, <laughs> sad.
3: Pretty much.
2: We now go backstage with me, Gene Okerlund, standing by with the Giant and Lex Luger. The Giant with says, who? coat. The Giant." <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it in. Uh, uh thanks for oh, cueing you me up there. I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to you had to cue me up. Uh you you are throwing it up and I slam it down. Uh but anyway. Oh,
3: Don't do sports much, do you?
2: Uh no. Uh but the giant says Hulk Hogan has tried to put or tried to pit the giant and Luger against each other, but he considers this the a uh, let the best man win situation tonight. He says he'll hold no ill will towards Lex if he wins. Luger says that he's going to put prestige back into world championship wrestling when he beats Hulk Hogan for the WCW title. And we now go to this. It is the I don't know why this is a thing. but It is a four corners match uh, for a shot at the WCW title. It is Booker T and Stevie Ray, both with Sister Sherry. Uh, taking on Lex Luger and the Giant. Keep in mind, like I said, this is not a tag team match. It's a four corners match, but you do have to tag in and out. Only two men are legal at a time. <sighs> Stupid. But it went almost 18 and a half minutes. Stevie Ray is the only person in this match who has never been in WWE. And I just realized that watching this.
3: And he is a WWE Hall of Famer.
2: <laughs> right. He joins that list of people yeah. who have never stepped foot in WWE, who are still <laughs> Hall of Famers in the WWE. <laughs> Not saying he doesn't deserve it. I mean, because uh, they talked about it. They're like, well, we call it the WWE Hall of Fame, but it's basically just a wrestling Hall of Fame, which yeah. kind of is at this point. Uh, like I said, well, i doing the butchers in it. So, God, yeah. Uh, There are Mexican luchadors that have never stepped foot in WWE that are in there, so I think El Santo is in there. This is basically a tag match, like I said. The partners start off by just tagging each other in, but uh, it finally breaks down. In the end, the giant signals for a choke slam, but then he tags in Lex Luger, giving him the go-ahead. Luger then locks Stevie Ray in the torture rack for the submission win. Uncle Dave gave it a star. I gave it... Dose. what say you?
3: Give it two. It wasn't that bad.
2: Nah. I, I mean it um, wasn't
3: great, but What's funny by the way, we were just talking about Tid dibiase joining the Steiners. Lex would not cash this, you know, spoiler. Uh, you know, from what was this twenty five years ago? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh he would not use the cash on this until the one hundredth nitro, which I think I talked you into covering in July. So we'll actually be following this up in July. That is wow. going to be when Luger cashes this shot
2: in. Opportunity, pal. God dang it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but after the match here, the giant celebrates with Lex Luger congratulating him. We now, f- well, let's take our second to last break here because this next thing is going to lead into the main event right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
4: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name?
3: Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah
4: yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: We're brothers. That's right.
4: Yeah. We're yeah, right, mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Share the room. Right. We shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way, way back, mate, yeah. 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 We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Bro-cast. Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, Yeah. well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor. And on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O K A S. Yeah, it's alright. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy.
3: If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details.
2: Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Main Event Marks. And we're back. Main event time. We follow the macho man, Randy Savage, talking trash with Miss Elizabeth, coming down from the locker room all the way to the ring. Oh, yeah. And then he uh, we go to Mean Gene Okerlund backstage with Diamond Dallas Page. DDP says Diamond that... White Trash! Good Lord. Uh, DDP says that Savage stepped into his world, and now he's going to pay... Look, I'm going to say until... Kimberly started talking. I, I had no idea what he was talking about here, but uh, DDP calls Kimberly over and Mean Gene talks to her. Kimberly says that DDP is going to destroy Randy Savage for what he did to her. He said, she says that rage is a powerful emotion and tonight Dallas will take his rage out on the macho man. So did he hit her or something?
3: Uh, she was covering up page while they were beating him up and then he sprayed black all over and, NWO on her back
2: Ah, gotcha, okay There were a few women that got that treatment <laughs> uh, But, either way uh, This next match, it is The Macho Man Before Rainbow we go to this
3: next match
2: Oh, yeah Snapping <laughs> Snapping into that can, brother uh, what'd you, What are you <laughs> wow. drinking today?
3: Uh sparkling ice drink
2: uh, It's not LaCroix, is it? Not I can't oh, okay. stand these It's uh,
3: sparkling ice caffeine. So you want to sponsor us?
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I was going to say you and your damn Californians with your damn Lacroix out there.
3: I hate that crap.
2: So do I. Unless you sponsor us, then I love you. (laughs) Right? It (laughs) tastes like it tastes like they dipped a fruit in whatever sparkling water they had, and
3: yeah, right. I
2: can do. I can put a lemon in tap water. Boom, Lacroix. Right. But this one is the Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth in his corner, taking on Diamond Dallas Page with Kimberly Page in his corner. It is no disqualification, and it goes for 15 and a half minutes. This one is a no disqualification match. It goes about 15 and a half minutes. These two brawl all around the arena. Savage smacks a bunch of non-wrestlers around. I didn't realize he did this so much in WCW that this kind of became his thing right before his retirement it was, he just beat the hell out of like referees and cameramen and everybody.
3: Hell yeah. Everyone was a victim.
2: Yeah, right. He grabs a ring bell at one he point. He had
3: to get on camera more wearing something with Slim Jim. was part of his contract. So there you go. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. Uh, he grabs a ring bell at one point, goes up top and Kimberly steals it from him. Later on, Savage pile drives a ref and rips his shirt off right before stealing his belt. Nick Patrick then runs to the ring in the end. DDP hits a diamond cutter on Patrick or or, excuse me, hits a diamond cutter and Patrick has no choice but to count to three. Uncle Dave claims that the crowd is waiting for sting to show up and he never did. So that was a disappointment, but he gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. What say you?
3: I gave it four. This is my match of the year for 97, by the way. I know everyone says the Halloween Havoc match, but this was
2: fantastic. They wrestle again at this Halloween Havoc?
3: No, everyone says Halloween Havoc with Rey Mysterio and Guerrero, but but oh, okay, I thought gotcha.
2: this was amazing.
3: This yeah. is the famous night, by the way. People have probably heard the story where Randy Savage said, I'd like to take the diamond cutter. Yeah. <laughs> this is that uh, did, event.
2: Didn't they wrestle again in 98, is it, or 99? They wrestled multiple times in this year, too, but... Yeah, because well, there's yeah, one there was... pay-per-view match I'm thinking of that wasn't... Didn't they wrestle for the title?
3: I don't or know about the I... title, but I do know that uh, Macho Man is the referee when Paige wins the title.
2: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, these two, I mean, they were fantastic, and they still... Uh, you know, Macho obviously had a lot left in the tank, so... This was good stuff, and DDP credits Macho Man with, you know, helping him to become the star that he became, so... He can't be denied, man. Didn't hurt. Right? Kevin Nash storms to the ring and grabs Nick Patrick to yell at him for making the three count. Eric Bischoff and the entire NWO now come to the ring as Nash wakes up Savage and jackknifes Nick Patrick. So I assume he's out of the NWO. Uh,
3: oh, yeah. But go off the story here. He was never in the NWO. People just assumed he was.
2: I still yeah. chucklets to this day. <laughs> right. Uh Macho Man grabs Kimberly and Bischoff stops him from smacking her. Macho Man then shoves Bischoff on his ass, and the NWO stops him from beating Eric up. <laughs> did like so what happened after that? Did they kiss and make up or what?
3: They did. It happened multiple times too. Like, they just acknowledged Savage as a wild man. And
2: Bischoff's like, oh, I'd rather okay. him
3: be on my side doing this than not on my side. So yeah.
2: You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean the last name is Savage. So there you go. Uh, But we cut away from all of this just so that the commentary team can tell us what we've already seen tonight, and then we end the show. Uncle Dave said that this show was fine, but otherwise forgettable. And I guess that brings us to our final break. When we come back, it's final ratings time. We'll tell you what's to come next week on the podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
4: Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at TSSFantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people.
2: Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee maineventmarks main And we're back. And we're back. The Internet Movie Database uh, for final ratings here gave this a 6.2 out of 10. CageMatch.net gave it 6.14 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. What say you? Give it a B minus. I'd give it pretty decent. Yeah, if I had well, if I had to put a grade on it like what you do, I'd probably go with a C, like right in the middle C. It it was it was good. I didn't like sit there. I was like, oh man, when is this one over? But (laughs) at the same time, it wasn't anything. I mean,
3: Uh, I thought it opened amazingly and closed amazingly with a bunch of stuff in between. Like it was a a great bread with some uh, kind of like uh, crappy meat in the middle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't totally agree with Dave, but I don't totally disagree with him either when he says it was good, but it was kind of forgettable. And the, the main event in the, the
3: sense that there were better events coming this year. Yes, I'll agree.
2: But right.
3: And the like fact that said, Paige and Savage had their first thing here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was you know, the most standout of it all. I think this uh, really shoved DDP off to be a top, top guy. So,
3: no, taking I mean, two years from this very moment right here to win the title.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know part of that <laughs> At was the favor holding league, him but, back. Yeah. yeah, right. Part of that was Bischoff holding him back, too. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, for all of you out there that don't know if uh, you were expecting, because by this time, Greg is back from Dallas. Uh, if you were expecting I yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, if uh, if any of you were expecting WrestleMania talk on this one, uh, sorry, uh, we recorded early so that he didn't have to, you know, try to squeeze in a recording time, you know, the day he comes back from Dallas. So
3: actually, that would have been a lot more easier than squeezing editing time into you, honestly. So,
2: yeah, right. I, I would have been that's what like I was mad about. Hands. I right. could have
3: easily been like, oh, I can record on Tuesday when I get back. Like, oh, that's messed up, though, dude. No.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah right so i mean we were we were trying to make it easier on both of us so you know it, it we record early get it in the can it's uh it's a lot better and it gives Which me time is, to get
3: uh, not bad because we do only do classic stuff anyway so it's not like we gotta you know
2: yeah it's all evergreen. We're not talking about anything current here. If you do want current stuff, though, if you go to our YouTube page, you can hear curtain Jerkin with Jacob Grandi. He's got great material there of current stuff. But what is to come for us is through April. I'll just tell you what's to come next week on good April stuff 14th. here. Yeah. Uh, next week, we are covering TNA lockdown 2007. I haven't watched it back yet, but I'm already going to assume it was better than Destination X. Light years. Yeah. So I mean, there's the electrified steel cage match that we'll talk about. Uh, I'm not saying anything about the quality of it, but uh, a lot of people have opinions on it.
3: Dude, but WrestleMania 17 we'll talk- is one of the greatest pay per views of all time. It still had that hardcore match. Okay. Yeah, not every that- five star pay per view is going to have every match be great. Let's be real. Yeah. So there's yes. that. <laughs>
2: very true man but yeah this one i mean we just talked about a great wrestlemania wrestlemania 24 that had that stupid playboy bunny mania match whatever that sucked so
3: hey parts of me liked it i mean i like parts of it
2: good lord but that's coming up next week is lockdown is the all cage pay-per-view from TNA as we continue our tour of 2007 and TNA we've actually got two lockdowns this month because we're Closing out the month with Lockdown 2012 for the 10-year anniversary. So that will be fun. Uh, looking forward to this month, actually. We've got, uh, what, six shows? Or no, one, two, three, four. Okay, we got five shows. But we're doing some good stuff this year. We're going back to this era a couple of times. Looking forward to it. But thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week with Lockdown.